Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast. Today I have with me Vineet Chirania. Vineet Chirania is a co-founder and CEO of Trainman, an app which is loved by more than one million Indians. Uh, we all know that marketing and coding are like skills which have the highest leverage in the times that we live right now. And Vineet is somebody who has an exceptional combination of both of them, which makes him completely unstoppable. Uh, Vineet graduated from IIT Roorkee in uh, 2010, and uh, he spent about six years sharpening his axe on product development skills uh, while he was working at uh, J.P. Morgan, Exigo, and VR at Holidays. Uh, and Vineet is, uh, I think, also a rare combination where he has been able to build this large and successful and good business train man in just his first attempt. So a lot of things to learn from uh, Vineet today, especially how to build such an amazing. product thank you so much vineet for joining in thank you so much for taking out time it has it is a pleasure to host you sure vivek the pleasure is all mine <laughs> no no it's it's amazing thank you so much so uh, as i was saying right so we will probably try to understand from you a uh, couple of bits right we'll try to understand how uh, you went on to become an entrepreneur how the idea of train man happened uh but before sort of we jump into all of that i think would love to understand vineet where were you growing up how was your uh life growing up and uh, uh is it something uh, that you always know that you wanted to become an entrepreneur can you just talk a little bit about your early life and how did you sort of also landed into iit of course of course so i hail from a tier 3 city okay. in the state of bihar okay it it's called nagachha it is in bhagalpur district Sorry uh what's the name? Uh the name of the town is Nogachia. Nogachia okay. Okay. It's in Bhagalpur district. Okay. Right. So I was born and brought up there. Okay. We and both are Biharis then. We are both we Achha. both are Biharis. I am born brought up in Patna. Oh okay. 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 <laughs> right. So it was a typical tier 3 town. Yeah. And my family background is is also a typical middle class family background. So mine mm-hmm. was a joint family in which Okay. we had multiple cousins at least 15 20 cousins who were with me some older some younger and childhood childhood life was really good my mother is a housewife my father is a cloth merchant so a typical middle class life where where you have all the basic necessities i mean you don't worry about the necessities like food clothing shelter yeah. right you have all that yeah. you have good education but you don't have luxuries Mm-hmm. uh you don't have vehicles you don't have air conditioning right you don't have all these things which i think should be the case ideally <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> if you didn't yeah. see all the luxuries since day one yeah 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 so uh, thankfully i was uh, i mean that happened with me yeah uh th- there was one problem was that in my hometown there were no good schools right so i studied in my hometown until class 4 when i was of age then and after that i moved to hostels Okay. So since then I have been staying away from my hometown until now. So where did you where did you go? Do you go to Jawahar Navodaya Vidyalaya or Netra Heart somewhere? Uh very close I went to Sainik school. So Achha, during okay. those time there were three three main schools two you mentioned Netra Heart and Navodaya the third one was yeah. Sainik. Okay. So I studied yeah. in Sainik school for quite some time. Uh then I also studied in Patna did my 10th from Patna. Okay. Did my 12th from um, Delhi. Uh, okay. and simultaneously i was preparing for for iit exams okay right uh so yeah this is this is broadly so, it. and in fact uh, you know i hail from tier 2 city 
so this is also a reason why i started train man which i'll tell you later okay <laughs> how the dots it. connect got it got it so while growing up in bihar right so i i think in, in being from the same state and same sort of thought process uh, my father was also uh, a clerk my mother was a housewife is a housewife uh, so uh, I, i i think the thought is basically bade ho karke kuch to matlab like you do some service become an engineer or doctor was it similar for you or was it something different ki nahi nahi bade ho ke tumhe entrepreneur banna hai aisa kuch and uh, no, in my case it was not entrepreneurship because uh, you know back then entrepreneurship was something which was not promoted so mm-hmm. what typically what you would hear is that study well and take a really good job become an either ias or a good uh, government official or even a private job do a very good job that was something which was which was going on back then we didn't have shark tanks back then <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so even for me yeah so even even for me what i mean i i wanted to become an engineer since 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 long and uh, i loved coding okay so i remember when i was in class 9th i myself studied c++ i bought a book of c++ studied it and i did lot of coding just for myself just for my fun oh. so for example in when i was in class 9th only i remember the 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 time was around 2000 2001 when kvc was very famous kon banaya karodpati yeah 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 so i built a program for kvc okay okay <laughs> and that's when i thought i have to become a computer science engineer i mean i have okay. to read computer science and what better place to read computer science than go to iits right so that's when i decided i have to go to iits and get computer science great so iits was then the dream come true uh, that you you sort joined uh, iit roorkee on the computer science branch yes correct So how was how was your four years at IIT? I think what are the key things that you have learned and uh, yeah, how was how was your sort of time be, being at IIT and and how has it sort of changed you as a person there? So before coming to IIT, I thought uh, I'll I'll read the best that is there to read about computer science. Uh, sadly, the case was not that. So although okay. I mean uh, uh, the 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 teachers are good, everyone is good. but i feel even we students so before coming to iits we are very very motivated we work really hard on clearing itj exam but once we go to iits it somehow we change hmm. and i think we change for good because that's when we realize seeing all the other other fellows all the all, all other friends and colleagues at at college that studying is just one part of it there are various other facets to life so almost everyone which whom i met at iit was jack jack of all trades so some someone was very good at sports someone was very good say at debating someone had excellent communication skills right so that's when i thought that uh, this is a place where we can not just focus on studying but focus on lot of other things as well because after college i'll rarely get time to do to try lot of other things yeah, so i yeah, am happy yeah. that uh, <laughs> uh, in addition to my regular curriculum coding computer science courses i tried a lot of other things like uh, i played almost all the sports i got my hands dirty in almost all the sports so be it tennis be it badminton be it table tennis uh, even we we had lot of cube sports also in roorkee so we had lot of billiards table pool table so yeah, i yeah. i tried that <laughs> i used to spend so a I, lot of time playing billiards <laughs> oh okay so it, in that respect i think roorkee is is really best in sports facilities yeah 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 
So, and I think especially after after becoming an IIT, I think it became IIT. In, uh, I think two thousand six was the first batch, and two thousand one is when it became IIT. It got a lot of funds, so hmm. a lot of these infrastructures improved a lot. I'm sure it improved even further when you sort of went into IIT, Rudki. But yeah, I think there's a lot of investment which was going on there, and very high high quality stuff which was there. Yes, yes. So overall infrastructure wise, I mean, um, Rudki is very good. It's a college I'd recommend. So I'm not sure about the other IITs as of now, but I am happy that I went to IIT Roorkee. <laughs> but uh, let's say somebody listening to this conversation, right? So if you have to reflect back on right, uh, growing up in Bihar and then uh, focusing only on studies, and when you go to college, you realize that there are other aspects of personality that we should also focus on. So uh, some, let's say. Uh, Would you have would you have done things differently while growing up in Bihar? Focus on sports as well, something else as well while growing up, other than studies. Yes, yes, that is something that if I had a chance to change, I definitely change. I mean, not just hmm. studies, but and and more than sports, I think what we Indians lack typically is communication skills, right? Hmm. So if you if you if we say we are standing on stage side by side to someone who is born and brought up in US. So yeah. you you could see a stark difference between the two. So typically, yeah. people people born in born born brought up in the West, they are they are very very confident. They have excellent communication skills. They are very expressive. Unlike yeah. us, who are just plain and plain simple, <laughs> right? with no yeah. voice modulation. <laughs> so this is something yeah. that I would love to change. In fact, uh, uh, I'll mention here. So I I felt this thing back I mean a couple of years back, and that's why I also decided to become part part of Toastmasters. Okay, and that actually helped me a lot in making in making my comm skills better. So these things yeah, are something that should never be. Absolutely ignored. agree. I think uh, not only the West, but even in India, if you look at people from uh, let's say bigger cities versus people coming from let's say smaller towns, uh, I think their communication is also very very different. Also, the kind of schooling you go to, I think it it varies a lot, and I completely agree. I think communication is like one key skill which is very very required. Yeah. So, uh, so how did uh, entrepreneurship happen to you, Vineet? I see that. Uh, I mean, straight out of the college, you joined uh, J.P. Morgan, right? Right. Right. So I, I see that you were at J.P. Morgan, the next go, and then uh, we are holidays uh, before you started. So yes. how how was the journey? Uh, let's say your first six years like. Uh, you always. Right from day one, or let's say you read a book in college, uh, which let's say some inspiration from Steve Jobs that you eventually wanted to become an entrepreneur. So just talk about the journey, uh, which is a six years of your career, and then finally taking the leap of faith and uh, starting Trainman. The initial six years were uh, were good, but I am not a person who thought in college itself that I have to become an entrepreneur. Job is not for me, so. I mean, there are a lot of entrepreneurs who are different. I mean, who who who, yeah. who decide from day one that they want to become entrepreneur. But I am not one of them. In fact, when I got placed in J.P. Morgan, I was on cloud nine. That what better company to work for than J.P. Morgan, which was even yeah. voted as the most powerful company in the world at that time. Yeah. Right. So I was quite happy, quite elated. But when I went on to work there, <laughs> it, it was okay. But you know, at a at a high level. Uh, You don't get to visualize what you are doing. So, say if I start doing work at JP Morgan, nothing will change in the company. Right? Yeah. So I, I realized it while while working a couple a uh, year and a half there. 
and that's when i thought that let's start working for startups okay because there will have better visibility right okay so this was the only mindset even at that time i was not very sure if i would do a startup if i if i won but i thought we i have to try working for startups got it so you wanted to you don't wanted to be a like a cog in a wheel and wanted to have like a bigger view on what you're working on and so ex- hmm. you moved to exigo because of that correct correct got so it. when i joined exigo they had uh, under 10 or 15 employees right so very very small team so there i could see like very clearly how a startup is being made what are the various uh, you know departments which are bigger in an in, in organization and how is the startup culture different from a corporate culture so i could see a big difference in, in culture at jp morgan and then the culture at exigo so and these learnings are very very important i mean somehow these were the learnings which had helped me in, in running my startup right so, so how at exigo Yeah. So how would you uh, so let's say when you're talking about the culture is different between JP Morgan and Exigo mm-hmm. what will be like three things if you can sort of highlight uh, for a professional who is let's say considering moving from a large MNC to a startup uh, what are the three benefits of let's say moving to Exigo So one like i mentioned your work is visible i mean you you don't do your work or you screw up your work Uh, the next day you will see some problem with with your user with user who is visiting the website right he is not yeah. able to access a particular function or something will happen right and if you continue to do your work if people use your product you will feel happy that people are using people are appreciating what what i built hmm. that type of visibility was lacking in jp morgan so that yeah. is one which which anyone will will feel in in a startup the second being i would say a very open culture So in JP Morgan we had a punch in time a punch out time uh, we had managers and the dress code was formal <laughs> while in startup i mean you could wear t-shirts even shorts no one would care no punch in time punch out time um, everyone was approachable you could go to and talk to your ceo you could tell him that uh, instead of doing this why why don't we do this so these things in uh, make you make you feel important Yeah so i think you're talking about the environment is more fun because it's less formal and more like college and people are more approachable and then also you are able to see the impact of the work that you're putting in rather than like i mean of course i think in being in jp morgan early a very junior employee you might not know what's happening after whatever 8 hours of work that you're putting in got it got it yes and there's one more thing i remember in exigo so i i'm a big fan of poker right okay and somehow when when we when i joined exigo i mean lot not lot of people played poker so i actually took a session on poker i told people via presentation that how can we play poker and then okay. on next friday we actually played poker i mean all okay. the top 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 people in the company everyone was there there okay. is something that i couldn't have done at jp uh, morgan hmm so everybody played poker and of course you won <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so was it was it some uh, some money was also involved or was it just for the fun of learning the game no no in poker money is always involved you can't play okay. poker without money <laughs> that was a good strategy to make some quick bucks <laughs> help the entire company learn poker <laughs> so how did the transition then happen from exigo to uh, vr holidays uh at exigo i worked for quite some time i worked for two and a half years and i thought that uh now my learning is plateauing so i could learn faster if i switch orgs and that's mm-hmm. when i decided to work for the company and vr already was a good fit because even this was in travel domain okay and a very fast growing company 
so joined there and uh, i think even this was a very good decision because uh, at a point in your time i mean it mostly happens uh, you sort of stop learning or the pace of learning stops so when i joined yeah. the vr holidays i mean the the learning again got back on track i learned a lot of things during my tenure there so essentially i think all these six years was a growth mindset ki uh, how can we sort of not only sort of make whatever money that we are in the job but how do we sort of continue to grow as a professional as as an individual is is what making you move from jp morgan to xigo to vr holiday understood so when does this correct. yeah you're saying something no correct correct and i there is one more one more uh, myth that people think that in college we just covet the first package that we get the first combination that we get i think eventually you know it uh, it, it doesn't uh, it, it isn't that big an issue because eventually everyone goes back on the same pay scale and if you don't love uh, what you do i mean uh, it isn't worth it absolutely agree i think i don't know why back in college we are just chasing these numbers that who is getting the highest package or uh, what package i am getting and you're sort of trying to uh, uh keep yourself in that scale that okay i'm probably uh, a bit lower and bit average now i think over like uh, like 15 years of my career now i see pretty much everybody evens out pretty much makes the same amount of money it actually depends on the industry that you are in uh, so if it's a fast growing industry i think you'll be able to make good money if it is let's say a s- slow growing traditional industry you might not make as much but i think it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much that So when did the when did the idea of entrepreneurship actually uh stuck you Vineet? Um so like I mentioned I hailed from a tier 3 city in India right and yeah. that was instrumental in taking this plunge I'll mm-hmm. tell you how So uh the state of Bihar as you know since you're also yes. from Bihar has very yeah. poor roads has practically just one airport I think in that time we had just had Patna airport now you could see other ones as well right So for me, I had to take trains multiple times, like so much so that I I became an expert on trains. That okay. <laughs> I knew whatever there is to know about trains, right? And other problem that people of Bihar especially face is not getting a confirmed seat in train. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is because everyone from Bihar has to go out, either yeah. for education or for yes. job, yes. right? So you have to go out, which means that. Uh, say during summer vacation or the Shara Diwali, any festival, yeah, all of all all the people come back, come back to Bihar, which means you won't get a seat in train. So this is a problem faced by a uh, lot of people in Bihar and Eastern UP belt, where you see a lot of migrants, right? And I faced yes. this problem multiple times. Yeah. So uh, you were you were working in Delhi uh, with JB Morgan, Clear, sorry, Xigo and uh, VR Holidays. You were in Delhi. Which which part of the uh, country you were when you were working with these companies? Uh, with JP Morgan, I was based out of Bangalore. Okay. and with other two i was based out of kurgaon okay so bangalore is even more difficult so you will tra- take a train from here to let's say patna and from patna you will take a train to uh, bhagalpur and i don't know if if, if there's station is in between bhagalpur and patna maybe it's another third train you have to take right yeah yeah uh, at least from yeah. delhi it's a bit easier because they have faster trains bangalore se to it's, it's just impossible to go to bihar by train Right. Even from Delhi, you know, we had uh, we didn't have faster trains back then. So now we have Rajdhani, thankfully. But back then we had trains which which were scheduled to take twenty four hours, but they took thirty six hours. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Got it. So that that uh, okay. So I think this is a problem that you are going through. But uh, 
I mean, yeah, so I'll, I'll elaborate on that. So this problem was faced by me, and thankfully I was at a unique intersection uh, in a way because I understood the domain. I understood by domain, I understood the railways, how railways work. I have I have travelled in railways like since my childhood, so I understood that. I faced a problem, problem of not getting a confirmed seat in train, and being a computer science graduate, uh, I knew. I knew that solution could be built. So that was the era when machine learning started, right? And machine learning helps, you know, one of, so one category of machine learning is called supervised learning, which helps you in prediction, right? So I could see that this potentially could be used to solve the problem. And the reason why because the waitlist so now usually how it works is that say if I get a waitlisted seat in train, I will feel that why 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 I shouldn't take this seat because it will it will not get confirmed. So let's not take this journey. Either yeah. look for other train or other modes of travel. But this is not how it works. Usually, I have seen waitlist as I as hundred hundred fifty getting confirmed, and that too in just one day. Okay. Right. So then I came to know. I mean, I realized that this follows a pattern. I mean, it's just it it isn't pure random. and something which follows a pattern can be captured by machine learning yeah so that's when i thought since since i i am like a unique intersection of someone who has the domain knowledge and who understands machine learning let's try to build a solution for this problem right so we Got were it. in our jobs i mean i was working the whole time in, in a job and that's when i started building it okay uh, collecting data building models right? this is this is how it basically started so which which year was it when you started building uh, this app uh around 2015 i would say okay a year before we moved full time okay right so 2015 while being in the job you started building this app uh so how was how was the first traction looking like on the app uh well we have we had a very strong product market fit since day 1 right? okay on day 1 we launched our website and we got uh, 100 users okay <laughs> so, And then not bad you, because on day one you have nothing. You don't have SEO. You have zero marketing. So yes. by, by the our marketing budget was zero. Not even, not just for the first year, but for entire three years. First three years, zero marketing budget. Okay. And how did right. these people get to know about your uh, website and app? Uh, on day zero, typically how it works is that shareability. You share on your yeah. groups, your networks with your college college friends, your uh, company friends, and then they tend to use it. And since railways is a big use case, so a lot of people go through this problem. Hmm. Right, so that is how I got this initial traction, and then okay. gradually we spread via word of mouth. Okay. Because the problem faced by me is faced by two point five crore people every day. Yes, yes. Right, so this is not a small problem. Railways yeah, has a yes. very high ridership in India. Right? Yeah, yeah. And people that means people were actually hunting for this solution, but they they couldn't find anywhere. And once I built the solution, I launched it via my website, and that people people just flocked to it. Got it. So. Uh... Uh, from the time that you thought of the idea to the time that you launched, so how fast you were able to launch this website? Like, yeah. Um, we took around uh, eight to nine months. Okay. Say. Okay. Uh, and the reason because it's it's not just product development. First, we need to get the data. Machine learning works only when you have the data. Hmm. So we figured out a hack which helped us get a lot of data, a lot of uh, uh, train train journey PNRs. And with this data, we actually built a prediction engine. Okay. So this was the main part, and building website and building basic features. I mean, this is uh, this is nothing compared to the 
got it got it so nine months of sort of working and finally launching this product and then then finally taking the call that okay now it's time to take the plunge right. now that is also uh, i think for a lot of people uh, is is of course a very big decision to make right you're in a stable job you're making money uh, your lifestyle is uh, at a certain level and taking taking a call to uh, jump ship and get into entrepreneurship where uh, most of the cases where we are not very sure when the money will start flowing in how are you able to make that uh, decision well for me it was a calculated risk the reason being because we were in our job we had a product which had users and that user base was growing by leaps and bounds without any spend in marketing which means we have a very strong product market fit and this was growing so it grew and it it became like 10000 you reach 10000 users per day in 6 month of launch right and when this number become 50000 users per day that's when we thought i mean enough is enough we we have a product right <laughs> and it's not that big a risk and we were actually started getting money also so okay. since we had this high user base we 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 were getting a decent ad money which could actually uh, give us basic salary which could keep us running So it was not that difficult decision for me. Okay. And even I would urge to the current entrepreneurs that, if possible, uh, try to do something via this way. Mm-hmm. To try to build your product, work work on weekends, do a lot of night outs, and try to launch a product while you are working full time, so mm-hmm. that you you know is it working is it, is it uh, something that people want or not. Got it. And had you had you thought of monetization at that point of time? I see that uh, when you are saying that it will mostly. Uh, ad revenue that you were making, but you were thinking about monetizing it at such certain point of time. There are some thoughts there. Yeah, eventually we felt that uh, train ticket booking was a very obvious way of monetizing, and with train we can also move into other travel modes like flight, buses, right? So we don't have clarity how are we going to get it, but we 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 were like more or less sure that we would be able to incorporate train booking in the future. Got it. Got it. Understood. So with that and. I mean, you had like some months of runway. I'm assuming before you took that plunge, and then you went into uh, went into this uh, first year. I understand it's basically you and your co-founder, and both of you exited at the same time. Uh, I mean, you yes. jumped ship at the same time. Uh, so, how was your first team like? Uh, how did you build your first team? For first year, there were three people: me, uh, my co-founder Karan, and my wife. She also resigned okay. from her job. Okay. <laughs> He started supporting <laughs> both the eggs in the same basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we we had uh, we had revenue coming, so it was not not that big an issue. Okay. So for entire first year, just three people. We okay. uh, we uh, we have we working from a co-working space, right? Okay. And once we had reach a further scale, that's when we thought that now uh, it's time to start building a team. Okay. and we still chose the the bootstrapped way that will turn it in a bootstrap manner will hire only when uh, our revenue allows to hire someone right so we chose that that manner and we we very gradually built our team so in next year we hired three more folks again all the techies so one back end engineer one front end engineer one for android right so this is what we did got it uh, got it yeah so so how do you So it's I think as you sort of keep on growing and expanding, right? Hiring is one big thing that any entrepreneur has to do, right? Uh, so uh, and and sort of deciding on what needs to be uh, uh, sort of delegated, 
to these people that you're hiring is is quite critical i i, I feel right uh so how do you how do you go about uh and let's say what is your advice to entrepreneurs who are now expanding their team uh how should they go about uh, the first few hirings should they let's say uh, they're building a product only right the same same case what should be the first few hires be doing what should be the first few things you should be delegating mm. well i think product goes first so initially you shouldn't hire anyone in marketing you should hire people who can build the product right and basically if you have a skill set in a specific domain so for example both the co-founders and trainmen are techies i am a comsense graduate from roorkee my other co-founder is also from it roorkee right so we have, we are very strong on technology which means we could hire even junior folks in technology and we could tell them that this is how to do this is how you you get things done right but say if i had to hire in other domain like marketing or sales then probably i i feel i should have hired a senior person because if i would have had a junior person i couldn't tell him what to do yeah 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 so That since i sense. started hiring only in technology i we could hire junior people so people who had experience like for one year two years people who were driven who could build things single handedly right yeah 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 so in that way our strategy proved out to be quite good our initial hires actually were were great people i would say uh, the, the trainman platform wouldn't have been possible without them got it so essentially what you're saying is that uh, if you if you're what of course your product is the main thing technology is the main thing so you are trying to basically free your bandwidth as much as possible because somebody can do the same work under your guidance uh, and that will free of your bandwidth to probably do other things which could be let's say thinking about how to monetize thinking about marketing and other stuff yeah so this is something you know when which i realized much later and this is my advice to entrepreneurs that ideally since day one at least one of the co-founder should focus on business So for us I mean both of us focused on products since day one but we weren't focused on how to make money mm-hmm. I I feel that if we had probably we would be in a better position Got right? it got it So yeah. uh, because I moved to business so right now I don't code so I I started with coding and right now I do everything except coding Okay <laughs> But I feel I should have done it much earlier Got it got it So uh so another thing uh, I think which happens uh, on the entrepreneurial journey right so you took the plunge your business is growing some revenue is coming and you're hiring your first team uh at what point uh, should somebody think about raising money and I see that uh, you talk about that you you are a bit late to let's say a party hmm. uh so what's your learning by being late to let's say the uh, raising a fund and and what will be advice to it is somebody who is trying to build right now um so well what i think is that there are multiple types of businesses right so there are businesses with strong network effects companies like uber ola amazon even linkedin facebook right yours as well uh i would not tell mine because mine okay. has not i mean that's strong network effect compared to these companies okay. but those com- companies which have network effect they usually operate in a winner take all market okay that way okay got it right so like we cannot have multiple social media for uh, uh, professional we have just one linkedin right uh, for uh, just social we have just one facebook so eventually either uh, multiple networks will merge and eventually just one will exist right yeah 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 same with uber right 
so if you are in operating in a winner takes all market speed is critical yeah. so then my advice is raise as much money as possible and just go and capture the market but on the other side if you are uh, operating in a business where you have not that huge network effect for example in our case right uh, in our case and by the way network effect essentially means is that as more and more user comes the product becomes better right so you are on whatsapp because all your friends are on whatsapp yes yeah and you'll you'll see that a lot of time there was a wave that let's move from whatsapp to telegram or move from whatsapp to signal but it never succeeded nobody because, yeah yeah because even if we all downloaded moved, signals but we did never moved <laughs> yeah because it, it takes a lot of effort for everyone to move right so if yeah. you're operating in that market uh, it's very important that uh, you operate very very fast trainman is not in that market although in our case we have slight network effect because if more people use the product we get we, we can make our algorithms better yeah but it, it isn't in that we like uh, linkedin and facebook is operating right so if you're operating in in our market i would i would suggest that get your unit economics right right and once you you are there you you and you are sure that unit economics is there and this is a big market then you could go and raise money got it got it so what's so, what's why was there is a bit of delay when it i mean let's say what went wrong and looking back uh why did you took a bit of time to raise money so we wanted to keep it this way only we wanted to keep it bootstrapped and okay. we were bootstrapped and profitable until covid okay. so every year until we COVID. had yeah we had a i mean good pat profit after tax a non zero pat a positive pat right but then covid happened and covid is is terrible for a lot of industries especially travel industry yes right? in travel yes. i mean yeah. no trains running no flight running and you have certain fixed costs you have to pay your salary server costs you cannot make that zero right so that's when i mean i had to, to go to funding i mean i had to raise money there was no other choice for me for survival got it got it right. and raising money is like treadmill so once you start raising money then <laughs> it's very difficult to get off that treadmill you have to raise you did your seed round now you have to do your pre series a then your series a i mean it's very rare so all the companies tell that this is their last round now they'll become profitable but it really happens yeah 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 <laughs> got it so so essentially uh, to sort of uh, you're saying that the agenda was to be bootstrapped completely but given the tougher times during covid and uh, you then started to look for funds but then i'm also assuming that you were looking at some bit of growth and growing into other markets as well with the funds that you're raising so what's the uh, where is the next opportunity where let's say trainman is sort of looking to expand into Well, trainment started with value addition. So we we were we didn't start as a simple ticket booking platform because for that okay. you have IRCTC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So why would you come to trainment? It it wasn't for uh, booking. It was for value added services. Will my ticket get confirmed or not? Uh, will my train come on time or not? Where where, where is my uh, uh, what is the platform number of my train? What is the coach position? Right. So multiple problems. There are multiple problems which are faced by train travel. Yeah, and yeah. train train is unique in a way compared to flights or buses because in all the other uh, modes, you pay money, you get the ticket. It's very simple. For a flight, I go to make my trip, I choose a flight, I pay money, I get my flight ticket, I get my bus ticket. Yeah. With yeah. train, it isn't the use case. You are ready to pay, but even then, you might not get a confirmed seat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this makes train very very different. 
so we thought we'll just focus on value addition so ticket booking okay. is of course it's way to earn money and this is so people who are on our platform because of this value additions they'll eventually also book ticket on our platform this is what we thought we started we started this prediction wherein you could know the waitlist confirmation chances and how it works is very simple so you open trainman app and uh, you go to say you want to origin station destination station you get a list of trains and across any seat availability if you see a waitlist number you'll see a confirmation chance uh, probably say 90% shown in green color which means our judgment is go ahead and book the ticket or 10% shown in red color which means do not book this ticket right. so this is why how we started but then we 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 moved into other vas as well like running status okay that, what is the location of my train trains get delayed by leaps and bounds in uh, in india i mean <laughs> in winters you could see train getting late by 24 hours yeah right so i i'll tell you a, tell you a f- f- story here so, and i faced this myself so in when i was taking a train journey two people were fighting for one berth in my train okay and both the people showed their ticket that same s1 mein seven number berth dono ka matlab both both of them had same ticket oh and when i looked deep into it so for for one person the journey date was different Okay. Right. So train was 24 hours delayed. Okay. <laughs> and one person thought was train is train is train is on time and that's why both of them were fighting. Okay. <laughs> so these are the problems which you won't face in uh, won't face in other modes of travel, right? Yeah. So which yeah, means yeah. we had to we had to build train tracking as well that what is the current location of train. Got when it. we built that and when we shipped that other problem that crept in was that say if you are traveling in train and you are between two stations where you don't get proper internet what then i mean how how will you then figure out what is the location of the train right yeah no way to do that <laughs> so for that we actually went a step further we built a solution wherein even without internet even without gps you can get to know the location of your train got it got it so i'm and, understanding yeah please please continue Yeah and recently we wake we launched something phenomenal which no one thought was possible so we built a we built a product called trip assurance wherein if a person books a waitlisted train ticket from us and he avails for trip assurance feature we give him free upgrade to flight that's it i saw that on your website and i was about to ask you that how many free air tickets are you giving uh well we we haven't given many so how it works essentially is that uh, i'm sure it will be very very low percentage i'm sure it will be very very low percentage yes yes it is it is you in the end what people want is peace of mind they yeah. not necessarily want a flight ticket they they want yes. to just do their journey in any way possible and we are giving yeah. them that yeah 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 and, and then i understand the so uh, there are two sort of part of the revenue source i think one part is of course booking the ticket and second part is ad revenue is uh, is what i understand right yes got it got it so uh now uh, i think one thing that you have been able to uh, do well right from let's say day 0 itself right getting like 100 people on boarded and now like a million downloads which is a massive number right uh, by any means and that uh, i think in order to do that uh, especially doing a building a b2c business very important to understand the consumer psyche very well uh, so while i understand i think you have traveled so much using the trains uh, uh, while you are visiting your hometown 
but are there any other nuggets of wisdom are, are, are there any other things which help you understand the consumer psyche so well um so one it's 10 million downloads not 1 million Thank oh okay, sorry sorry 10 million downloads i'm sorry about that <laughs> yeah um so uh, i think even even for building a product usually founders build two type of businesses for yeah. one so either you are a user of your product or you are not a user of your product if you are a user of your product and thankfully i i am a power user of my product i use railways a lot then it becomes quite easier to understand consumer psyche because you face the issues yourself right and uh, you you even get these problems yourself so it's easier to build a solution but imagine a scenario where you are building for people uh, for someone Uh, who's I mean, who you're not using a product, right? So, for example, I could give you examples of even TikTok. So, when TikTok was built, uh, the founders didn't understand the market. So, what matters then is that you build your a group of power users, and you remain very, very close to them. Mm-hmm. You take constant feedback from them before every product launch, feature launch. You talk to them, and you gather data from them. You you float surveys and all. So, I think. remaining very close to user via all these means is critical in understanding your consumer psyche, psyche and hence launching your products in a proper prioritized way so that is i mean i feel is important so so i i am assuming that you encourage a lot of your employees to keep using these train services uh, because what happens is i think a lot of time uh, as you sort of move up in the financial ladder you stop using train services completely so i think it's it's quite important to then i'm understanding i think it's a part of culture that you sort of get plugged in you travel and only then you'll be able to understand these problems ki beech mein signal gayab ho gaya to how do you know where you are it's it's a very okay. very uh, deeper level of understanding of the problem that people are facing yes so we are correct uh, this is something that we have incorporated and we have we have done actually multiple things so as to ensure that people remain our employees remain very close to the product So one, we have we have given a flat discount offer. So if you book a train ticket from Trainman for anyone, be it your family, your extended family, your uncle, your aunt, your friends, you get a flat discount. Okay. Right. Which means Trainman is the cheapest booking platform, especially for our employees. Oh, nice. Now with that incentive, I mean they had to book ticket only on Trainman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they would they would know the issues that they are facing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that is one. second is that so we have a in-house customer support team who take constant calls every day and we have this monthly hours so in every month everyone has to spend at least 2 hours for customer support right yeah okay and if you answer your customer calls when your customer is nagging at you right then you <laughs> then you get to know that what are the problems how to solve those problems yeah 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 so these things have helped me like keep myself and my team very close to the product Got it. Got it. No, that's that's amazing. I think yeah. Of course, I think if you're speaking to customers, especially they're nagging. I think the lot of new ideas will keep on coming, and you'll know what <laughs> what problem they are facing uh, at uh, at that situation completely. Got it. Got it. Understood. Uh, I think another thing that I wanted to understand from you, uh, Vineet. I think while understand, I think uh, maybe. Uh, you started because you were facing the problem but a lot of time i think when people are taking the entrepreneurial plunge uh they see that oh this thing has already been solved uh somebody else is all i'm sure that thing when you were starting there are other solutions also there in the market 
राइट एंड देन लॉट ऑफ पीपल डोंट स्टार्ट ऑन एन आइडिया बिकॉज ये तो कोई कर रहा है ऑलरेडी देर समी एल्स हु इज डूइंग इट ऑलरेडी एंड ऑल्सो आई थिंक दिस इज अ स्पेस जहाँ पे देर इज ऑलरेडी आई आर सी टी सी तो आई आर सी टी सी कैन प्रॉब्ली ऑल्सो डू ऑल दीज वैल्यू एडिशंस एंड एंड गेट दैट डन राइट सो वैन यू आर इन सच अ सिचुएशन वेर यू आर मैसेवली ड्रिवेन बाई एन आइडिया टू सॉल्व अ प्रॉब्लम बट यू सी दैट दे आर दे आर सोल्यूशन दे आर बिगर कंपनीज देर हाउ टू थिंक अबाउट दैट सिचुएशन एंड गो फॉर इट well it's a classic case of innovators dilemma right so big companies are there doesn't mean we would get a good solution and we we have the best example sharing us uh, vivek since you are also from rootki so we had an amazing company from rootki razer pay yeah yeah razer pay started in 2014 yeah and when we had lot of payment solutions so build desk yes. and even paytm they existed from quite some time yes right? yes and razer pay didn't start as a payment gateway they started as a crowdfunding platform and when they built built it then they face then they realized that even accepting payments is broken yeah and even though we had great companies uh, like like i mentioned like builders even yes. uh, cc avenue right yes yeah but they felt that this is not i mean this is this is not how it is done it's not at all developer friendly right so even though we had big companies that didn't stop them in building a a product uh, which which is very close to again user and then scaling it rapidly so what i feel is that if you are at start of a wave so i think 2014 or say 2010 to 2014 was a time when we could we could see that the e-commerce had just started and now it would definitely explode right so when you are at the start of a wave then we shouldn't fear the competition right because the market is about to explode and if we keep doing the good work if we are very close to user if we ship great features great products i mean we can win the market right so this is Got what it. i would urge to fellow entrepreneurs Got it. Got it. Got it. So, essentially, I think you two things you are saying. You are saying uh, look at the wave uh, at which things are growing, and of course, India is a big enough market to uh, so that multiple players can thrive and grow. And the second is that within what is seems like there is already massive large companies existing, you might have an insight and you might have an ability to probably do a ten x better job in those areas as well. And if you have that, then you should probably take the plunge and go ahead and do that. Exactly. So in Razer Pay, the biggest advantage of using Razer Pay versus Paytm or any other PG is that so typically this this is integration is done by developers, people who write code, right? So if I am using Razer Pay, the integration time is very less, hardly a day or two. If I using other payment gateways, this may run to months, three months to even six months, right? So they solve this problem. Got it. Got it. Beautiful. Amazing. Amazing. Vinita I see that uh, you are also a big fan of Naval Ravikant uh, and so am I uh, so wanted to uh, wanted to uh, understand from you that what are the some of the key nuggets of wisdom uh, from Naval that you have uh, sort of imparted in your own business in your own life if you can just sort of talk about few of them Yeah so one line which I read in his book uh, is that we seek wealth then health then happiness <laughs> ideally we should pursue them in reverse order <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so this stuck with me right because we should be happy happiness shouldn't be an end goal happiness should be in the journey right so happiness is something which we should always pursue health is something which we should never forget so if you talk to someone who is above 50 each one of them will tell you that they wish they could have taken better care of their health Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right? Because these two are something which I mean, health is something which is irreversible. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. wealth is something which you can earn, and plus, so most of the people whom we talk to, who are our colleagues, our friends, they have enough, right? So their way of life, I mean, what they eat, uh, where they travel, this won't change much if they if they're earning double or triples. So thankfully, yeah, we are yeah, at that level. Yeah. Right. So the incremental value of money at this point isn't that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely agree. So especially Vineet, I think given that I'm I'm sure you have a very very busy life, right? And uh, you understand, and we all understand the value of having very good health and sort of looking at the things in reverse, right? So how are you? How are you managing uh, managing all these things together? Having that balance where you're able to focus on business and also you're able to focus on health. uh yeah if you can just talk about a little bit sure sure so for happiness thankfully i have a small son who is 2 years old right mm-hmm. <laughs> so when i'm not not in office i'm in home most likely playing with him so plus i mean uh, the family my parents so thankfully everyone is very caring and loving so that takes care of happiness for health uh I usually so in the I work out in the morning. I have taken a subscription. I try not to miss it out. Um, even during the evening, so we we try to take a walk. I mean, uh, there's the basics, right? So we try to do this thing and try not to ignore our health in that way. So eating right, um, exercising. These these are the basics, right? Which which I also try to do uh, for health. Uh, I think this is it. So. and for even so, for health you should do what works for you so for for some gym works for some playing a sports works right yeah yeah so just do whatever works for you got it got it so basically you're trying to fit these things in your schedule and trying to be very disciplined about that you follow them whether it is diet or whether it is exercise uh yes. m- maybe a follow up question on this uh vineet is that let's say somebody is building their startup right now yeah and we're trying to build right now in the beginning itself right you have a lot of energy and uh, you just want to sort of put in all the hours there uh, i'm sure you would have done the same but uh, uh, would your advice would be to uh, do that or probably have a like a balance right from the beginning itself well you can take longer working hours but that doesn't mean i mean uh, so ideally you won't be working 24/7 for 6 months right what you could yes, probably yeah. do say one week you are very very busy right and you could you you maybe you are missing your uh, your your gym for sports or whatever whatever that is right so in that way, in in that specific period what can be done is that just do plain walking i mean you you got to you got to go to your home you can at least try walking with your family members right so that somehow i mean you are not shutting it off completely that is one second i feel that beyond a point your productivity reduces right so giving say 3 hours on full full focus versus giving 6 hours on half focus right so you'll end up doing the same thing in in both these cases right so it's better to be more productive and uh, this workout also have ha- helps in productivity yeah yeah it helps yeah. you like the having a better focus yeah 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 no i i so Uh, I watched this podcast, Ritual podcast, and this guy is basically was a big time lawyer. He left his job and started completely into fitness at the age of forty, and he transformed himself. Uh, so he talks a lot about how to uh, how to work on fitness, how to uh, c- control, have a uh, good mind mindset, and then also have uh, achieve performance. 
I'll also recommend you to probably watch that and also to the viewers there I'll put that in the link. Uh sure. Maybe sure, another yeah. another thing that uh I think I was going through your profile and I saw that uh you you're also uh you read this no rules rules Netflix culture right and which is a uh I think a very different very very different culture from anything that we have heard of and we have seen uh happening anywhere. Uh what's your take on that? What's your take on that culture and what all can what are the good parts of it that we can sort of include in our own companies when we are trying to build one so if you refer to this book no rules rules which is written by the founder of netflix reed hastings itself you'll see that all these things so all these freedom and responsibility he calls it fnr freedom and responsibility all these things work when you have very high talent density right so netflix um the founder of netflix had to lay a lot of people off during during his uh, initial job in his in his first company essentially right and when he laid off people when his workforce reduced to say 10 or 20% then he could see that the productivity is on a different level people are uh, giving output at a, at a much bigger scale right so which means in a way that talent density has increased right Yeah so yeah. he first recommends that you first increase your talent density you first ensure that you have the best people very very driven people very passionate people once you have them only then you can work on fnr that freedom and responsibility so give them a yeah. lot of freedom give them freedom of taking leaves uh, give them freedom on working from home or uh, even starting a project suggesting a project right so this could work and i feel this can work even in india because it's not i mean more than culture what matters is that here is that what type of people are on board yeah 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 no i i agree so I, i think, think it's a very 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 important huh. and especially yeah. when you when you have a small member team so when you are say less than 50 then processes are not that important i mean you yes. can everyone sits in the same roof you can actually uh, implement all these things right but when you are large say 100 plus or even 1000 plus then probably it becomes tougher and you do have to build processes yeah yeah completely agree i think what's the most important point here is that you should have that talent density to be able to have that culture if you don't have that talent density then it will become a nightmare because let's say a policy like uh, unlimited leaves it's so difficult to manage unless you have like a high talent density there right uh, there are like amazing examples in this book where uh, i think there are people who are like like two two months three months on leave and then they come back and then do a blast and then they go back again on leave and then uh, they work that way itself so yeah it's a yes, quite yes. an important thing to keep in mind when you are sort of trying to uh, understand these concepts yes and we there is a flip side to it as well so there is a i mean there, there is a way in which uh, you make uh, leaves like uh, free i mean everyone can take any leave no questions asked and then people start fearing even in taking one leave yeah because yeah. <laughs> uh, infinite leaves also means zero leaves see that you have yes. no destined number of leaves yeah yeah right? so uh, the the folks at netflix at the leadership team they made sure that they take lot of leaves they come back from the trip they show photos to everyone yeah, and they, they talk about the it. culture yeah that yeah. leaving leave taking leaves is okay yeah 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 that makes sense so uh Amazing Vinit it has been an amazing conversation learning about your entrepreneurial journey about how you built Rainman uh your take on uh having having a balanced life and, and having a working culture 
any any book recommendation i i see that you you are reading a lot of books these days i don't know 100 100 books a year or something no 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 not that i <laughs> i mean uh, uh, i read lesser books i at any point in time i keep reading books but i take my time because i read a chapter and then i think about it how can i use this in my life in my business so i'm usually a slow learner compared to i mean a lot of other folks yeah i think basically we start keeping attaching matrices to everything so i think if somebody starts meditating then the matrix becomes how many minutes do you meditate if somebody starts reading how many books do you read if somebody is listening to podcasts how many podcasts so i think i don't know why i think this this tendency that we have to sort of uh, measure everything in terms of matrix so completely i think agree i think people should read on their own pace uh but if let's say there are like a few book recommendation that you have to do to let's say some of the people who are watching this video uh trying to build their own business what would be what would be those books and may may or may not be entrepreneurial books maybe something is completely what would sure, be sure. there so there is a book which i am reading right now uh it's called hard thing about hard things okay it's written by ben horowitz i would okay. say this book is the bible of startups so i have read this book once okay i am rereading it again because okay. Okay. I feel there is so much to learn from this book. It is a very dense book. I mean, you in in every paragraph you learn something. Okay. So this is my first recommendation. Okay. Then there is other book called Zero to One. Again, uh, yes. an excellent book. Even I have read this book two times. Zero to One. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, very insightful piece by Peter Thiel. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, another one is Innovator's Dilemma. So you mentioned that uh, shouldn't we fear big companies out there when we are about to launch a product? So innovators dilemma will give you the answer we shouldn't yeah right. yeah so yeah. for example even IBM was dominating back then in the era of uh, computers but who won the pc market microsoft and apple right yes yes so it's yes. a it's a classic book which which any innovator or any founder must read uh, then we have of course the almanac of naval ravi khan uh, yes not to be missed so yeah i told four instead of three but yeah <laughs> good good thank you so much vineet has been a pleasure hosting you uh, looking forward to many more conversations and diving deeper into uh, how trainman is being built uh, more power to you uh, i'm i'm very sure that we'll have more than 100 million and very soon a billion users of trainman uh, thanks again thanks for your time yes thanks thank you vivek nice interacting with you